Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. On another fine Chico day, we have some of the best weather around in Northern California. I'm glad about that. Part of the reason why I enjoy being a Chico resident, not a Chico native, a California native, but wasn't born in Chico. Uh, When you ask people if they're Chico natives, a lot of them A lot of them have lived here a really long time, but a lot of them did still move when they were young, like from the Bay Area or Southern California. So uh, it's fun once in a while when you meet somebody who's actually born. Most of them are born at Enloe, and then they went to Chico High or PV. Uh, PV's now been around almost 60 years, so the PV did start, I believe, in the 60s. So there's a lot of... uh, even older people who were born in the late 50s would have gone to PV because you start high school when you're about 14. So you could even probably be born in the early 50s and have probably still gone to PV if you lived at that part in that part of town. Am I correct that they were going to do a third high school at one point, maybe 15 or 20 years ago, and it was going to be out around where Miriam Park was? But I believe while they were kind of planning that, the demographics changed and they figured they didn't need a third public high school. That seems to be what I remember. It's been a while, but I know that there's still only the two, uh, Chico High and Pleasant Valley High. I guess just with the demographics, it seems like, though, with the population that's grown in the last five to ten years, I would think that there's enough new families to possibly need a third high school, but I don't know. I don't know what those plans are. Well, it's the heart of tax season. I take enough time off to do the Business Buzz show because I enjoy it, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to listen to the business buzz every Tuesday. I don't always have a lot of new and exciting information, but I do like to have my favorite topics that I sort of go over and over and rehash, but I update them. I do update them. So what's happened in the last week? This whole thing they call a war in Europe, I am i don't have a lot of detail on that. I'll maybe talk about it next week, the business of war. From what I can gather, it's not really what, it's not really what it seems to be from what I've been reading. It's more of a, it's more of tactical strikes on certain things not trying to take over a country, not trying to hurt a lot of civilians. I've seen quite a few articles lately where somebody points out that when the Ukraine government posts a picture, there was one I saw in particular yesterday or the day before, they posted a picture of the weary Ukrainian firefighters that just looked like they were beat to death and tired and worn out. Fortunately, a competent 
internet journalist, of which, as I've said before, there's a lot of citizen journalists doing their jobs and a lot of network journalists not doing any work. Somebody found that exact same picture, and it turns out it's Australian firefighters taken from 2019 in one of those big giant fire problems they had in Australia. All I'm trying to say as usual on Business Buzz is you got to look further than the CBS Evening News to see what's really going on. They would have you believe there's this civil war struggle going where all the patriots of Ukraine are uh, you know, in the streets uh, dying and fighting the Russian tanks coming down the street. I'm not certain that's exactly what's happening. I'm not going to claim to know everything, but I do know that I've seen a lot of stories where pictures and people supposedly in these pictures, it couldn't be current pictures. It's actually older pictures. And I won't claim to be an expert, but I will claim to be the devil's advocate. And you should definitely visit those places that I told you about a couple of weeks ago where I listed ways to read alternative news and other viewpoints. And you should definitely check some of those out before you fall for the usual, oh, I saw that on the news last night and it's this way. That's usually the wrong choice uh, if you're if you care about you know, current events or however much you want to learn about current events. I'm not sure they're that important right now. It's also this whole Russia-Ukraine thing, it's also now being used as an excuse for things like the high gas prices when in actuality we all know that the gas prices were high before that. You just never know what's really going on. What I do know is I've been talking about on Business Buzz for years now. Whenever I've talked about gold and the price of gold and silver and the price of silver, it's always been in relation to the money printing and the definition of inflation is the increase in the money supply. That's been going on crazy especially since 2009 and 10 when they started what they call quantitative easing. And then with the COVID trillions of dollars being sent to everybody's bank account, that actually made the money supply. When they first increased the money supply back in 2010 to the banks, we didn't see the inflation start that fast back then because that money was being sent to bankers and Wall Street types who were going to buy shares of stock, buybacks. Uh, That was what that initial wave of money printing did. It went to the banks. It bailed them out. Of course, we don't really get to see where the money went. It it took about nine or ten years for the Federal Reserve to be forced to even say where that money went in 09 and and 10. Uh, It turns out it was something like, $12 $12 billion went to foreign banks. So here we are with inflation going nuts, food prices virtually 
I mean, I've seen, in fact, I brought an article about that that we'll talk about today, but food prices, I guarantee, are up at least 25% uh, since a year ago. Some of the some of the things even more. Gas prices, as we know, are pretty much doubled in maybe three or four months. I'm not sure when that, that all started. So we've got gas and food. Let's think of it this way. I don't care what this CPI uses because they've they've dumbed that down to where they've made it seem like the consumer price index is only 7 or 8%. They're using new formulas all the time. And in my opinion, here's my CPI and I'll go with I'll go with three things for my CPI because this probably makes up at least probably two-thirds of every household's budget. I'm going to just call it housing, transportation, and food. The thing about that is the further down you go in the income strata, the higher the percentage each family spends on those three things. In other words, if you have a family of four that's only making $40,000 a year, they're going to be spending probably 100% of their, they call it disposable income, which is what you take home after after taxes. They're probably spending 100% or more of their disposable income on housing, transportation, and food. I could see that. Now, if you take somebody who makes 200000 a year, now the housing, transportation, and food is going to be a lower percentage than 100 obviously. But they might have a, a larger mortgage payment or a larger rent payment. Uh, and they might drive more expensive cars. But uh, they're still going to be, they're still going to be in, affected by inflation. And the economy gets affected. Let's just, let's just say it's the, Just call it a fifteen thousand a month household uh, making one hundred eighty thousand a year. Okay, if their normal month, let's say they take home fifteen thousand, their normal month is say three thousand of mortgage. I don't know three thousand of food and thousand of transportation. I don't know. I'm just throwing those out. So let's say it's seven thousand a month for housing transportation and food that leaves them 8000 of disposable income after housing transportation and food 15 minus 7 let's say that inflation does go up by 20% which i guarantee it's doing right now that means that they're still making the 15 unless they have a job where they can raise their own salary which isn't always easy so now the 15 that they have to take home, now they have 20% inflation and their 7,000 a month for housing, transportation, and food is now 8,500 rounded, round number. So now instead of having 8,000 available after transportation, housing, and food, they only have 6,500 available. 
Now, the way that's going to hurt things is that they're going to have certain things that they always spend, but they're going to have to cut something down or they'll save less. So somewhere there's going to be 1500 less in the, in, the, in the spending and the money supply and the savings. Something went down by 1500 because the expenses went up. My point is inflation hurts everyone and it's, not, it's never going to be a good thing to have high inflation when you have people who are not making enough money to keep up with that kind of thing, especially when it's you know a big part of their total household income. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. Stay tuned. Henry Ford, the original titan of the automobile industry, believed in progress, innovation, and dramatic change. His Model T revolutionized American culture. But after 15 years of being the only car on the road, changes had to be made. The Model T just wasn't equipped to handle the new, faster-moving, paved roads. So how did this revolutionary man handle it when they tried to change the Model T? He looked at the shiny new red prototype and began attacking it. Ripping it apart with his bare hands. That's what Henry Ford thought of change. We all have a little bit of Henry Ford in us. We get fixated on something we like and we strongly oppose change. But accepting change is a healthy part of life. But like Henry Ford, we tend to want to tear apart anything that tries to change what we've grown to feel comfortable with. Some basic life principles should never change, but other things should change. We can embrace it and move ahead, or we can attack it. The roads of life are always changing. We need to change to keep up or get left behind in the dust. This is Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. I don't know any passage in the Bible that's more convicting than this. Do you love people like you do yourself? Be willing to take care of them like you take care of yourself. Powerful. David Hockey shares more about the greatest commandment this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for real life answers. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you know why policemen have guns and badges? Because the government has a duty to protect the lives of innocent human beings. That's what the right to life is. When Roe v. Wade came down, it was much more than about babies. 
The suspension of the right to life means we're all at risk. Find out more on Life Matters. Listen Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, in the middle of another busy tax season. I'm working at getting everybody finished that I can as soon as I can. I'm starting to put all my files in date order because this time of year I just have to start catching up the uh, tax returns to get finished. Some people are getting some pretty good, pretty healthy refunds. I'm happy to see that. Part of the decrease in some of the refunds is they started sending out the child credits as an advanced child tax credit payment, and they didn't ask people if they wanted it. They started sending it, and then they said, if you want to stop, you have to opt out of it. That has caused some people to get a little less refund because they basically got that refund in advance by getting advanced payments. It was just another way to money into people's pockets, which sort of makes sense, but now they're getting less of a refund. My whole point that I was talking about inflation earlier, the printing of all the money and then the sending of all the money to people's bank accounts, I had been saying in the 09 and 10, that bailout was for banks and Wall Street, and they got all the money. So I'm saying that it caused inflation in the stock market and in the bond market because they had all these, all this money that people had to park somewhere, these banks and Wall Street brokers and everything. I don't pretend to be an expert. I'm not a licensed uh, stock broker. I, I'm not an expert on all of that, but I am an expert at reading about how things work. Trillions and trillions of dollars got into the system and the banks had to put it somewhere. It ended up being used for stock buybacks to raise the price of the shares, to make uh, owners of big companies wealthy, to make banks wealthy. The problem is with the COVID money, that started going to the general public. And so now all of a sudden, with that huge unemployment offers they gave people, back in 2020 and I think part of 21, where they were giving them an extra 600 a month. They were making more on unemployment than they were making working if they were working a regular job for minimum wage. That is what causes inflation. And the old adage is, the old adage of too many dollars chasing too few goods. Uh, that's I mean, that's basically what we're saying. When you... 10 times the money supply, there's no doubt that it's going to cause inflation. It just, it absolutely has to happen. And like I said, in 2010, the money supply to the banks went way up. That caused inflation in the world of what the banks spend money on, which is stocks, bonds, and uh, maybe some real estate. But in my opinion, the whole real estate bubble is simply due to the zero low interest rates that we've been experiencing for 13 years, which is totally unnatural. 
In fact, speaking of that, I brought I brought a fixed mortgage, 30-year fixed mortgage rate historical chart. And if you type in, you don't Google it. You know, DuckDuckGo lost my faith the other day. They started editing their results. I'll see if I can find a better search engine, but for now, DuckDuckGo is still better than Google. So I haven't figured out the best one yet. I also use Brave, but I haven't read enough about it. So go ahead and search, whichever search engine you want to use, 30 year, the numerals 30, 30-year 30 fixed mortgage rate historical chart. And this actually came from macrotrends.net. But it's a chart that goes all the way back to about 1970. And to make a long story short, I'm looking at the year where I got my first my first home and that would have been the late 80s and I must have got it right on the dip here in the chart because I, my very first home mortgage was through Bank of America and I was it was a 9% loan now ever since the late 80s uh in the later 80s that was around 87 they jumped up to about 11. I'm looking at like 1989. And then lo and behold, it's been a downward trajectory other than a few blips up. It's been a downward trajectory for over 30 years. Now the bottom of this thing is right around the time I happened to luck out and do a refinance at the right time. And uh, that low was... I think about six months ago and 30 year mortgages bottomed, I guess at around three, uh, 3%, maybe 2.75, something like that for the bottom. And now they're already up to 4%. So just in a matter of a couple of months, few months, I'd say four or five months, uh, the interest rates are up and you could call it up 33% because if it went from three to four, that's, one increased from three, that's a third. So that's a 33% increase. So there's your inflation also. And it's going to be inflation of everything that gets borrowed for, which is virtually everything in the world. That is another issue that we have going. The interest rates are climbing. But my point of printing this chart wasn't to wasn't to brag about the fact that I locked in a super low mortgage. A lot of people did last year. That that that's like a you know that's like a monkey throwing darts at a dartboard uh full of stock n- names at certain times. The stock market never goes down, right? Well I've got a few interesting things on that. But my main point about this long term mortgage rate chart is that the average, if you took an average you would throw out the high of 18%, which was in 1980. You'd have to t- throw out this low of three, but uh, I would say the average, if you eyeballed the average here, it's going to end up being 6 to 8%. So, so think of it this way. If our debt 
as a country, the U.S. debt, and you can go to you can go to debt clock. I think it's usdebtclock.org, and you can watch it roll roll by. If you assume that thirty trillion is accurate, then if interest rates were set correctly, and if the ten-year Treasury was like six percent, we would have. trillion a year just to pay the interest on the 30 trillion and obviously that would pretty much bankrupt everything I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA I'll be right back on Business Buzz stay tuned It's a bright new day. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and there's never been a better day to try Mount Shasta spring water. Hi, I'm Bob the Drop. I come from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta. I'm bottled at the source. It doesn't get more cool and refreshing than that, and it's delivered right to your door. Yep, pure and simple, naturally the best. Start your bright new day by calling 1-800-922-6227 to order some of the best-tasting water on the planet. Mount Shasta spring water. Just for a moment, consider how much you pay each month for cable or satellite, video rentals, or for a movie in the theater each month. Or how about each year? Let's be honest, how often do any of these really have positive messages? Now consider that we as a station bring you positive entertainment, encouragement, and ministry 24-7. What is that worth to you? If every listener gave just a few dollars to our program, our ministry would grow exponentially. We would like to thank all of our listeners for financially supporting our teaching and talk program. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM, and FM. Nothing hurts my mom that she showed anyway. She'd always say, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. But she thought that meant she had to do it on her own. We were trained to help others, but there's strength in finding help for yourself too. We're in this together. The VA Women Veterans Call Center connects veterans with personalized information on VA services that can make a difference. Call 1-855-VA-WOMEN or visit www.womenshealth.va.gov. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for Real Life Answers. You are listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. On a nice Chico tax season afternoon, thanks for spending part of your busy day with me. I hope to educate, enlighten, well, enlighten, that's that's a pretty big word. How about inform and get you thinking? That'd be a good goal for me. I'll go for that. So we were talking about inflation. Now we have inflation of the interest rates. Now the Federal Reserve, the private banks that run our money system, And where in the Constitution does it say that's supposed to happen? That was a rhetorical question. You don't need to answer that. 
That still amazes me. Well, it doesn't really amaze me, come to think of it. Based on everything else I've been reading about for the last, oh, 40, 40 years. I came across an interesting article from, uh, this website is called altnews.org, A-L-T-N-E-W-S.org. And you could type this, you could type this article title into your favorite search engine and probably come right up with it. It's called Shocking Visual Essay of Mass Shrinkflation. Every single American is now getting less to eat, but paying more on top of record high inflation. It's a thing called shrinkflation. I've talked about it on Business Buzz before. The one that I noticed first, I buy a lot of Ziploc gallon bags because it helps me keep my work things organized in clear bags that I can see what I've got. I noticed a few years ago that the 20-pack became a 19-pack in the same box size, and a 40-pack became a 38-pack in the same box size. Uh, if, uh, if you haven't had a chance to do the math, that's 5% inflation overnight if they don't raise the price of the whole box. The problem is they not only shrank it, but I'm sure, I haven't checked it exactly, but I'm sure they've raised the price over the last couple of years also. So not only did they shrink, not only did they shrink the package size, but they also probably have risen, those prices have risen also. That's called shrinkflation, but it's a really interesting article because it's got pictures of packages. And it talks about uh, bounty triples, the bounty, the uh, quicker picker-upper, the paper towels. The prior version had 165 sheets. The new version has 147 sheets. Crest 3D White Radiant Mint. The prior version was 4.1 ounces. The latest version is 3.8 ounces. That's three-tenths of an ounce. That's like 7% inflation the minute they shrank it, even if they didn't raise the price of the tube of toothpaste. Doritos. Everybody loves Doritos, right? Prior version was 9.75 ounces. Current version is 9.25 ounces. That's half an ounce on a package less than 10. So that's over 5% inflation, just like that in the snap of a finger. And that's assuming they don't raise the price of the bag, which they probably have. And then it shows uh, wheat thins, 16 ounces, former package, new version, 14 ounces. That's two ounces off of 16. That's one eighth. That's 12 and a half percent inflation at the snap of a finger. So even if they give you a special at Safeway for, you know, 5% off the list price, 
you're still losing out by 7.5% because they raised the price via shrinkflation by 12.5%. Do you see how this works? Do you see why you're, you notice that you're, you got more month left than, the, than money? That, this, is, this is one of the reasons why. So what else do they show? Oh, yeah, they show spaghetti. You know those, you buy a box of dry spaghetti in a box. It's called Barilla or Berea. And it went to, uh, it went down by about 10%. It shows the weight going from 465 grams to 410. That's actually more than 10%. Same thing with the Berea Rigatoni. It went down by about 10%. So that's, that's 10% inflation, even if the price of the product doesn't change. Then there's like a squeeze tube of strawberry jam, which is kind of weird, but it's pretty convenient, I guess, if you're if you got some children and you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So that went from four point oh, it went from five point one ounces down to four point two. That is all that's that's nine tenths of an ounce over five point one. That's like over eight percent. No, that's a that's almost twenty percent inflation instantaneously. This is this is insane. Here's a thing of yogurt. Can't remember. I can't read the whole brand. It's one of those yogurt cups, kind of a big one. It went from thirty five point three ounces down to thirty two ounces. That's three ounces on thirty five. That's about eight percent. Close to nine, maybe eight and a half. So there's another, that's another inflation that's instantaneous. Oh, here's a good one. Sun-made raisins, kind of like a cardboardy looking can. It went from 22 and a half ounces to the current version of 20 ounces. That's virtually 10%, just slightly under 10%. Amazing. And you wonder why you're broke every time you go to the store? I do. Anyway, this article goes on and on and on. It's got a few more, even like shampoo bottles, same thing. And they show a Gatorade Zero bottle. And what's interesting there is the bottle itself is about the same height, but they took out the they made it more like a shapely bottle with a waist on it, so it's like a thinner bottle than it used to be. So it's probably down by at least 10% also, and I'm sure the prices are going up by now. So anyway, don't forget shrinkflation when you're thinking about how much the groceries are going up. Uh, don't forget that not only is the price going up, but when you bring the boxes of goodies home, there's less in it than there was the last time you bought them a few months ago or maybe a year ago. I'm not sure. This has been going on for a while now, but shrinkflation will just always be part of the deal because it's a sneaky way to raise prices, basically. Of course, you're not cutting down on the cost of the boxes and the packaging and the shipping. If you leave the box the same size like they did for Ziplocs, obviously the shipping and the box costs are not going to be reduced, but you know, you're definitely getting rid of the main cost, which is the good itself, like the 
the pasta itself or the jam itself or the Gatorade itself. Well, I'm sure with Gatorade, it probably costs less to make the Gatorade itself than it does to package it and put it in a bottle and things like that. They really don't cost that much. It's almost the end of a very fast hour here on a lovely tax season afternoon. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. With home mortgage rates still near historic lows, now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one-stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well-versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HARP. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him, 530-624-7942. That's 530-624-7942. Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today. This is Michael Humes, Mortgage Specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue. NMLS License 230273, BRE License 01250862, employed by Network Mortgage, BRE License 01840139, NMLS License 358237, Equal Housing Opportunity. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge. Defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Vegas. Pacific Justice Institute recently filed suit against California's West Contra Unified School District after the district was attempting to enforce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on students. In California, school districts have no authority to create their own vaccine mandates. After being initially defiant, the school district backed down in the face of our lawsuit. In addition, PJI will continue to battle against a bill now pending in the legislature to mandate COVID-19 vaccinations in schools statewide. PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The Bible, our foundation. This is Ken Ham, CEO of the Noah's Ark Attraction, the Ark Encounter, south of Cincinnati. What's your foundation? Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, we all have an ultimate authority, something we base our thinking on and interpret the world through. For many people, that standard is themselves, their own wisdom or feelings. But we can't trust our sinful hearts. They'll quickly lead us astray. Instead, we must start our thinking with the ultimate authority, the Word of God. God's perfect, flawless, unchanging Word should be our starting point. 
That means we build our worldview from God's Word and we test our own thoughts, opinions and feelings against God's Word to see if they're right or wrong. We're not the authority. God is. Plan your visit to the Ark Encounter when you go to our website at AnswersRadio.com. Travel here to tour the life-size Ark, visit the zoo and more. Go to AnswersRadio.com. Be sure to listen to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries, Monday through Fridays at 10 a.m. on Life Radio, KKXX, AM 930 and FM 104.5. Weekdays at 10 a.m. and Saturday morning at 8 here on KKXX. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God. God has abundantly blessed America. Our founding fathers knew and understood the laws of nature and of nature's God that prosper a people in harmony with them. Most assuredly, people that seek first God's ways of universal righteousness, spiritual prosperity, create the environment of peace, harmony, and blessing that naturally pave the way to material prosperity. America, bless God. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Hope you're having a nice day. I believe this might be spring break for the students. I've noticed when I when I commute to work, I don't see a lot of lines at the elementary schools. And a lot of times I'm there around that time of day, around 8 or 8.30. I have a feeling this is spring break. Don't quote me because I've been I've been working so much I don't notice I don't notice much of the outside world this time of year. Just the nature of being a tax guy. I grew up with it. My dad was a tax guy when I was a kid, so I've been used to tax season being a busy time of year my whole life and especially since I graduated from Chico State and started doing taxes in about 1980 80 or 81. That puts me in about my 42nd tax season, uh, 32nd of which has been here in Chico. The first 10 were down in the beautiful city of Oak Oakland, which is really a nice city, no matter what people say. All the big cities have their uh, interesting neighborhoods that aren't quite as nice, but Oakland has a lot of very nice areas. They got that nice lake, Lake Merritt, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the city. It's really a it's a pretty cool town. That would have been a great town probably back in the, you know, a long time ago before it got sort of overpopulated and probably would have been a really nice place. I remember as a kid, I remember the last trip, the last trip I ever made to downtown Oakland with my mom. She would take, 
she would take my brother and I shopping for whatever clothes. I remember uh, we used to shop in downtown Oakland when I was little. This would have been in the probably the mid-60s, maybe later 60s. I'm thinking mid-60s because I feel like I was about eight or nine years old. We were at a nice little shoe store. You know the old downtowns in the old days, how they had, you know, privately run small business. You'd have a shoe store. You'd have a toy store. You'd have a candy store in every uh, variety store. You know, every town had its own. Chico would have had it, you know. Bonanza 88 was there even when I came up to school. Didn't last long. But back in the 50s and 60s, every downtown had its toy store and its hardware store. That was kind of like kind of like the good old days. To get back to my story, this was the last time I ever went to downtown Oakland for shopping with my mom. We were in a shoe store on Broadway, which is the main shopping street of downtown Oakland. And outside the door was a fist fight going on between a couple of local ruffians of some sort. And that was the last time my mom ever took my brother and I to downtown Oakland. I don't blame her. So that probably that's around the last time a lot of people stopped shopping in downtown Oakland. What a shame. So now we're in the business of what are we in the business of in our last 10 minutes together on a Tuesday afternoon? How about the business of medicine? Oh, how about the how about the business of sports? I have a sports slash medicine story all route rolled into one. See how I'm saving paper, saving trees. I got two topics in one short article. I'll let you guess what the two topics are. Hint, sports and medicine. When I tell you the title of this article. And this is a quote from Rafael Nadal. Nadal. When I try to breathe, it's painful. It's like a needle all the time inside. He's from Spain. So he, he speaks English, but he's not a native English speaker. He's a Spanish speaker. So he, so I'm going to let you guess what the two topics are of this sports slash medicine article. From the Sydney Morning Herald, Nadal suffers breathing problems as winning streak comes to an end. The Australian Open champion came into the match bothered by painful breathing that he first experienced in a three-set semifinal win. He took two medical timeouts during the final. The first one came after he lost the first set. Nadal went inside with a trainer after tapping his upper left chest. He got treatment on court after falling behind 5-4 in the second set. When I try to breathe, it's painful and it's very uncomfortable. It's like a needle all the time inside. I get dizzy a little bit because it's painful. It's a kind of pain that limit me a lot, said Nadal, who turns 36 in June. The thing that worries me now, it's about what's going on there, what I have to do now to recover, and how long going to take. Here's where the article gets gets a little 
twisted and a little more interesting. In other news, Nadal was short on sympathy for Novak Djokovic earlier this year for refusing to take the vaccine. From The Guardian, If you are vaccinated, you can play. Rafael Nadal short on sympathy for Djokovic. The only thing that I can say is I believe in what the people who know about medicine say, and if the people say that we need to get vaccinated, we need to get the vaccine. That's my point of view, said Nadal. He continued, I went through the COVID. I have been vaccinated twice. If you do this, you don't have any problem playing here. That's the only clear thing. The rest of the things I don't want to have are to give you an opinion that I don't have the whole information. The only clear thing for me is if you are vaccinated, you can play in the Australian Open and everywhere, and the world, in my opinion, has been suffering enough to not follow the rules. Nadal was asked if he felt sorry for Djokovic, given the torrid situation his rival is now in. And just as a aside, Djokovic skipped the Australian Open because he didn't want to get vaccinated. So it says, Nadal was asked if he felt sorry for Djokovic, given the torrid situation his rival is now in, but the Spaniard's response indicated his sympathy was limited. Nadal said that decisions come with consequences, as has been the case for Djokovic after his decision to fly to Melbourne despite being unvaccinated. I think if he wanted, he would be playing here in Australia without a problem. He made his own decisions, and everybody is free to take their own decisions, but then there are some consequences. Of course, I don't like the situation that is happening. In some way, I feel sorry for him. But at the same time, he knew the condition since a lot of months ago, so he makes his own decision. Well, if that isn't the height of irony that I've ever seen in one short article in my life, if you flip-flopped who was saying what there at the end, it would make perfect sense to me. So that was... Pretty amazing. I bet you've guessed what the two topics are. Sports, the correct answer, I'll give you a multiple choice. The sports topic we just discussed was A, rugby, B, curling, C, golf, D, tennis. We'll have the answers uh, at the end, end of class. And the subject, uh, the medical subject we just discussed in the previous article, uh, multiple choice, would be A, sunscreen cancers, B, I can't even think of any, B would be uh, pollen, Pollen and, uh, you know, reactions to the pollen in the air. And C would be experimental use authorized shots. So take your pick, A, B, or C. I wasn't ready for the medical part. I go to the doctor so seldom, and now that Now that I've been through the last two years, I know why. I'll never again trust a medical person. I mean, if I break my arm, I'm sure they can fix me with a cast and all that. But anything else, I'll never trust a medical person again after the last two years. Speaking of that, and some of the most 
ridiculous people I've talked to the last few months have been the nurses themselves. I'm shocked. But that's that's for another day. So I got another article about medicine here. And this is from... It's from like March 18th. It's not that long ago. The headline is CDC, which is Center for Disease Control, slashed COVID-19 deaths in children by 24% after correcting a, quote, coding logic error. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has reportedly removed tens of thousands of deaths linked to COVID-19 on Wednesday due to a coding logic error. The CDC also quietly decreased the total of children who died with COVID-19 by nearly a quarter, according to reports. In the footnotes and additional information section of the CDC's COVID data tracker, the U.S. Health Agency noted on March 15, 2022, data on deaths were, oh, you know what? I didn't get this all printed right. But the bottom line is they're now, after all the stuff we all went through, they're now back tracking on the number of deaths that they were showing on our TV screens every minute of every day for, what, six months? Unbelievable. Just wait. I'm just waiting to see how low these numbers are going to go. And don't forget, if you died in a car crash, but you tested positive with a fake PCR test for COVID, you were called a COVID death because the hospital got about $32,000 extra money if they said it was COVID. So that's why, like I say, I, I'll never again trust a medical professional other than to fix a broken arm or, you know, or give me some antibiotics when I have a cold. I'll never trust them again. How about you? See, what else did I bring? Oh, here's one. Yeah, I don't have enough time for that. Yeah. Oh, I'll run through it quickly. Oh, here's one that takes less than a minute. Another country, Kazakhstan, K-A-Z-A-K-H-S-T-A-N, halts gold exports as its currency falters. So don't forget that as soon as as soon as a country's currency starts going into the toilet, and I guess that's what's happening in Kazakhstan, they start grabbing onto their gold and not letting any leave their country. So keep that in mind as the dollar gets worth less and less when you go to the store and buy smaller packages for more money. Don't forget Kazakhstan. They're not... They're not stupid. They probably know the one thing they can rely on and they better hang on to it. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I never run out of things to say, do I? This is Harold Littlejohn CPA in the middle of tax season. I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Tune in weekdays at 7.30 for Focus on the Family, here on KKXX.
Reason to believe. The evidence. Exhibit F2. To believe your brain could have evolved by random chance takes a lot of blind faith. The human brain is the most complex organ in the known universe. It contains more than 30 billion special cells known as neurons. And there are another 250 billion special cells that facilitate communication between the neurons. And incredibly, every one of the 30 billion neurons is connected to the other neurons in a staggering degree of complicated connections. In less than a second, your brain can calculate the trajectory of a football thrown at 30 miles an hour toward you without warning. In a moment, your brain calculates your position and the ball's ultimate trajectory and sends detailed electronic messages to the muscles in your arms and legs at more than 300 miles a second to move you into position to catch the ball. No computer on earth can do that. With that kind of evidence, what do you think? Could the human brain have evolved simply by random chance? Documentation found in the book The Signature of God by Grant R. Jeffrey. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM.